Hey everyone, welcome to episode 78 of the Twim Show. This is your host Ajit Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of October 11, 2021. So first off, today we have an announcements from announcement from Facebook where basically they're updating the measurement process for ads reach. Like if you remember in the past episode, uh, I think it was last episode, the episode prior to that where we talked about how Facebook is basically no longer give you the exact reach, but they're going to give you a range uh, because of the way, you know, they're doing things. Uh, Obviously, you know, there is a lot of issues around it. But what Facebook basically is saying this week is that what they are going to do is in the past, they would take a user, say, for example, myself, Sajid, I have a Facebook account as an Instagram account, right? And unless I connected these two accounts uh, together from the account center and merge them as one, Facebook would basically count them as two separate, uh, or it would just basically, unless I merge them together as count, and Facebook will count it as one. And that's the go forward process. And if I don't merge them together, Facebook will scan them as two separate accounts, even though the underlying I have my same email address for both these accounts. Okay, so that's the main change that Facebook is coming out and this week and saying how they're going to measure the ad reach. And what this will do is it will it will of course show you uh you know bigger reach than you would otherwise see if facebook is to count you know oh these are the same user uh, users because obviously they have the same underlying uh, email address now keep in mind a lot of people have accounts and they don't necessarily go back into facebook account center and merge this to just for whatever reason right uh, because they're busy they don't care about it they're just a consumer things like that so it's up to you to figure out, uh, you know, how you're going to use this. But I just wanted to kind of bring it up and say what Facebook is um, doing going forward. With that, let's talk about Instagram. While we are on this topic, Instagram now supports live scheduling for Instagram live videos. Yeah, finally, an update from Instagram that I can really support and be uh, excited about. Why? Well, you know, I always wanted because, you know, to schedule uh, events, uh, live events on Instagram because, you know what? YouTube allows that and I think I do not know if Facebook allows that. I think Facebook allows that as well. It's just that, you know, sometimes I could go live and talk about a very important topic, but people who are my followers, they not necessarily be around. With this option, obviously, you know what's going to happen, right? You can... Um, really uh, schedule things. Now, look at the potential. Like Facebook, uh, so Instagram is pushing into becoming an e-commerce uh, app. So what that basically means is that uh, they small businesses and brands can actually schedule live and do product demo, especially because Instagram is pushing live shopping. Now, there was an update around live shopping, but it wasn't really big for small businesses. It was about how Instagram is going to do uh, live shopping Fridays uh, starting November 5th for the rest of this yeah, holiday season. But look at the possibilities of what brands can do and obviously we know uh, live shopping is big in China I, I read a McKinsey report on that so it helps okay with that let's move on to the next part which is 
Facebook audio rooms are now available to only public figures. Basically, you must have a verified Facebook accounts. Then you can have a Facebook public room. Uh, and, you know, the announcement goes on, like, you know, how they're going to basically uh, separate out the audio room. There is going to be, uh, uh, let me see. There's going to be have a different option to a dedicated space within the watch tab to uh, see the audio options, things like that. It's basically Facebook is taking a stab at Clubhouse and seeing if they can uh, bring some of those users that they've lost to Clubhouse back into Facebook, especially if they're going to start with, uh, you know, big accounts. And right now, I think when I read somewhere that, you know, they're Clubhouse has about 700,000 daily uh, rooms being created and being talked on. So this might be, in a way, Facebook thinks, good, hey, let's give it to people who have the blue check mark. And they are, quote-unquote, according to Facebook book, oh, they're like an influencers, power users. Let's give it to them. And their followers are going to come in and use that. And, you know, them, and without this option, they're probably going into Clubhouse and talking into it, which is great. But if you ask me, I would basically tell Facebook, Facebook, why would you want to go create an audio, like a Me Too kind of app? Why not just create, allow the Facebook live room to be able to like, you know, it's like when I go live, I cannot bring guests on and I cannot talk. So why not take the best part what's working for Clubhouse and copy it into Facebook live and allow us to bring people up on stage, talk to them and let let them, let us kick, or like not kick, let us put them back into the visitor queue. That would be more awesome because right now when I do a Facebook live, I can only interact with guests over chat. So I don't know what these people are doing. They're just copying each other from Anyway, I think I'm going on a tangent, but here it is. The other thing is, you know, Facebook group host can also do live audio rooms like, yeah, right? I don't really want to do audio. The only reason I will tell you, I can tell you, assure you, the only reason Clubhouse became Clubhouse is because Clubhouse not only is audio, because you can consume passively. The other thing is that you can bring people up on stage, talk to them, and then have them ask them to uh, get off stage, right? Like you do in a real world. That's what I think is amazing about Clubhouse. Facebook, you don't have that. I don't know who they've hired for product management. Anyways, with that, let's move on to the next update. Uh, The next update is from Twitter. With Twitter, this update is all about uh, that Twitter, you can actually block a follower without having to... uh, Sorry, I I apologize for misstating it. So you don't have to block a follower anymore. You can actually remove them from your followers list. Like in what you if you block someone they would get notified that they've been blocked and it would create sometimes a very uncomfortable situation especially if it's someone you know you don't want them to know this you've blocked them because they're probably messaging some things and they're seeing your update and they're like you know saying some not so you know amazing things about you but you just want to like you know don't to push your updates to them. I can think of many reasons why that could happen. Say a lot of Asian people, Asian parents probably follow their kids and they don't want their parents to get blocked, nor do they want their parents to see the updates. So maybe this is a great option from that, you know, avoiding trolls and things like that. Okay, with that, the other update from uh, Twitter is that Twitter has launched, uh, you know, Spaces Spark programs. Again, what is Twitter Spaces? Twitter Spaces is like the Clubhouse lookalike program uh, option from Twitter, right? And they're going to give out about, let's see, if, uh, you know, $2,500 per month plus ad credits. And what's interesting to see is that, you know, for you to be... Uh, 
to be eligible to apply, you should have established show in other social audio platforms. You should have 5,000 followers in your app. Uh, you need to commit to hosting a minimum of two spaces per week and so and so forth, right? And with that, obviously, Twitter is going to promote you. Twitter wants to uh, basically you know, grow their spaces again. It may make more sense for Twitter to kind of, you know, copy Clubhouse directly because obviously Twitter didn't have the video aspect, but Facebook has video aspect and they're like ignoring that, neglecting that and going into audio. Anyways, that's the update from Twitter on the audio front. And the last update from Twitter is that Twitter now supports multi uh, this supports multi-destination uh, multi-destination URLs for carousel ads, okay? This is quite big. Uh, if you ask me from the ad front, is that previously you could only have, you know, if you have carousel ads and you could only have one destination. So now, and Facebook gives you that option, right? Facebook has this option. So it's nothing like an you know, art shattering that no one else has done it. I've seen Facebook ads, uh, especially from Harvard Business Review, where, you know, each blog post they're posting and each blog post, when you click on it, the carousel ad, it goes to that blog post uh, page, right? So in a way, it's good. And Twitter is saying that they've seen 25% lift in click-through rates on average for campaigns that optimize uh, for site visit conversions, as well as uh, utilizing this. So check it out. And hopefully, if you're on Twitter, this is going to be uh, helpful. The second to last update comes from Microsoft this week. Microsoft has launched. Um, obviously, Microsoft launched these smart pages back in February, and we covered it in our show. And now what they're doing is they're actually enhancing it, and they're building this thing called Smart Pages Standalone, where you can create, edit, and publish your website for free. No payment information required, and just gets you an easy way to get you um, online. Okay. And this also comes with a reporting feature where, you know, you can see your page views, clicks, and other things happening. And then when you're ready, Microsoft is hoping if you're ready, then you would be, uh, you want to advertise, well, guess where you're going to advertise, right? That's how Google got started. Google did that, and Google got Google Analytics everywhere. Google got data. You know, even if you don't advertise what Microsoft is getting, a lot of data, right? So it's a win-win situation for Microsoft. Um, but you know, I'm not looking at it. Uh, you know, you can also create uh, from Bing Places. You can integrate that the two just which is Bing Places is similar to uh, Google. I forgot what it is called. Uh, Google My Business GMB. It's a similar thing. So again, you can manage all those things. All in all, it's good that Microsoft is pushing uh, you know independent small businesses who don't have a website who probably are on social to get a website easily and uh, quickly. Obviously, it bring it creates a bigger ecosystem for Microsoft. That's number one. They have more pages to crawl. They have more potential users to bring on board. I do not know how competitive this is going to be when you um, when you kind of stack Microsoft Smart Pages against Wix or Squarespace and things like that. Again, hey, if you're in business in the U.S. and you cannot have for ten dollars a month to build a website on Square or Wix, I don't know if you really have a business or not, Microsoft, right? But I'll leave that to you. Microsoft, 15 years ago, this made, made, made more sense. But now, I do not know so much. But hey, what do I know? I don't work for Microsoft. But I just give you my two cents. Last update for this week is Google has announced starting this week and in the next two weeks in the US, when users on mobile search on Google, 
they will no longer see this option uh, where you know right now you get 10 results and then you say more results button and then text you to the next page Google is saying, oh, we are going to keep on scrolling and you're going to keep on showing your ad results, like inf uh, infinity scrolling or Google is calling it a continuous scroll. Now, what's wrong with this? Nothing's wrong. It's great that you get to see it where if you're running Google search ads, this will potentially affect you, right? And even they, Google came out and they shared this in their announcement that yes, it will probably affect you, especially when it comes to, uh, you may see your ad shown more than once right, right now. Uh, and this may actually show you a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more, what is it called? Let me see, a lot more mobile impressions, right? As a result, your click-through rate is probably go down. Right, that's one thing. Uh, but Google is saying, hey, if your ad rank doesn't really change, then you know it shouldn't really affect you much. Uh, but also, Google is saying that you know um, don't we expect clicks, conversion average, CPC, and average cost per acquisition to remain flat, which is basically it's not going to change. It's just I disagree with that. Uh, it's a double-edged sword. So if you were not being shown on page one of Google for whatever reasons, uh, whether uh, for SEO or whether it's for Google search ads, then this is great news for you because you are showing up at the bottom of page two, page three. Now you have a higher chance that you know someone you know you someone is going to see your website or your ad. But if you're on page one and now you have a lot more competition, right? That's just the way I look at it. Either way, what can you do? Google changes the rule. You got to have to play with it. If you don't play with it, well, where are you going to go? <laughs> they have it, right? Well, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to know. I did go ahead and put some links in the in a show notes page. So make sure you check it out. And I'm signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.